Hello and welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our stream shows from Twitch. You can always find our Twitch schedule at twitch.tv forward slash RPG forward slash schedule. You can also find all of our previous shows on podcast or YouTube by searching Roll Together RPG. These podcasts are sponsored by Phoenix Dice and supported by Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms as well as Eldwood Academy. Links to them will be in the description. Please do leave a review and thank you for joining us. Hello everyone and welcome to A Scaling Effect. Thank you for joining us for an evening of Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Ailey, I go by Daitem and I will be your Dungeon Master tonight. Uh, this game follows the events of A Divergent Dream and we are joined by some familiar faces and some not so familiar. In this adventure, our heroes will learn more about the incoming dangers that the Elder Evils mean to this plane. We may, or not, visit the Feywild. Now, let's meet our players. Hi, I'm Evie, I use she, her pronouns, and I will be playing Winnow, who uses they, them pronouns. Hello, I'm Josh, I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Garnot Silurian, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hi everyone, I'm Steve, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Testimonial Rattleward, a mark of scribing gnome wizard, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hello, I'm Michael, um, I use he, him pronouns, and I'm pro playing Professor Jaxus. Uh, hello everyone again and let's start this new game so uh this game uh follows some of the events after the divergent dream right so we we are in the, in the same region and the dim dim light of smart Town city is left behind the cloud peaks and a worn tray leads into the wood of sharp pit the trail gets more difficult to follow as the trail goes in circles and strange mischievous creature mess with your senses. It is believed that the Feywild is closer in the deepest of the forest. In one of the scattered clearings, one can observe the top of the Toranax tower changing position at every dawn. In the middle of the clearing, the lights of a small hut reveal four figures. They seem rather worn and tired and their clothes are evidence of a long journey. Maybe weeks? Hard to say. One of them makes sure the door is locked and puts off the lights. From their beds, some pair of shiny eyes and bizarre smiles stare at them through the holes in the ceiling. All of you at this point will be in your beds, trying to have some rest after all these journeys. Um, let's assume that all of you fall quickly at, uh, at sleep. Where will you be dreaming of? Testimonial, tell us. Testimonial is dreaming that he is uh, standing on a large oak tree stump as if it were like a speaker's corner box or a small stage. 
and uh, he has his famous notebook open and the quill, a large purple plumed quill where the plumage has started to fall because in this dream, uh, he hasn't got a thing to say and he's busy scribbling away before the feathers fall off, hoping to either draw or draw out from this crowd that he can't see but desperately wants to connect to uh, some kind of sound. So he's like looking around uh, like a mouse over his uh, over the edge of his book. Thank you. The camera moves to another bed or it's more like a, just a mat on the floor. Professor Jaxis, what would you be dreaming of? Um, I picture him dreaming of, um, he's in a university um, lecture hall and he stood giving a lecture on how he managed to outwit and trick a fey prince um, to get himself out of trouble. And as he sort of finishes this um, exper exposition, everybody slowly, like one of the students, claps once and slowly this slow clap turns into this like outright like happiness of this huge room packed with students all clapping and people are crying and someone throws <laughs> flowers to him um, and he's just like and he's been all like humble and honored um and yes probably wakes up after uh as as that happens People out of, uh, in the darkness or whatever is watching you can see this nice and um, fulfilling smile on Professor Jax's face. The camera moves now to a bed that is a little bit undone or probably the person sleeping here is having like intense dreams. Um, Garnot, since you've been traveling and getting close to this wood, this forest, You've been having vivid dreams about, um, you don't know if those are dreams made of or memories or what happens, but it's like you dreaming of your childhood. Um, those dreams are ever so slightly even more and more vivid and you can feel that you can actually have some control over them just before you wake up. Tell us, Garnet, what did you dream of? It's a bit of a weird one because the dream starts, nearly always starts with Garnot. This has been very recent, especially since coming, getting close to the forest. And always starting with Garnot as he looks now, stood in a field with some other people. These other people are all faceless in appearance, wearing very dark, almost black clothing, tuxedos, dresses, all of that sort of stuff. And they're standing over what looks to be a grave with a gravestone on the other end. The trees all around all resemble the colouring of trees that you would find in the Feywild. And as Garnot stands there and looks uh, around everything that happens, the trees begin to pull in on themselves and fire begins to lick up the trees. Screaming and crying of a baby can be heard. And then a very small toddler version of Garnot runs around behind him and, disappear and then sort of disappears as if like so he runs around Garnot and then like red leaves appear come out from the other end where he would have appeared thank you uh as we come back to the scene in the room you can see that uh, 
at sometimes you your body twitches or so this sort of uh involuntary moves uh when you are sleeping and finally the camera moves to a very still body in a bed we know we see you there just very still but very um deep sleeping uh you find in your dreams in front of a body. Uh, we've seen this scene before. This is you real going again to the scene of that fight where unfortunately the rest of your party passed away. And that's something that you have some sort of made peace with, but it still at times comes back to you and you revise and you cannot help but thinking what could you have been done different so the outcome would have been much easier so you're holding this um body and we know this person this person is coco coco is just a half l probably a sorcerer or like a caster really um really weak one um probably they were the one the first to fall down um and as you hold coco uh coco's face start turning into yours so you're actually holding yourself and then the body disappears and you hear this voice that is also been haunting you or since uh, Divergent Dream or since you left Small Terran, the voice of Gornoror, who now is um, some sort of link to your tattoo and the, uh, the patron or one of these uh, members of your party, who is not entirely happy with you. They only say, you see, this is all your fault. And as they finish that sentence, the dream starts again in a sort of infinite loop. That's just all you dream, not night after night, but it's a really frequent dream. This time, there is something different about your dream. You usually feel a little bit numb, but at this point, you feel in control over your body. And then again, you're holding Coco. Um, is Coco still moving at this point or are they just gone? It's gone. I kind of stroke their hair back. It's like, hello, are you here again? I'm always watching, darling. I mean, my dreams aren't that interesting. They they kind of repeat all the time. You making me re are you making me relive this every bloody time? Uh, I'm just channeling your guilt at this point. If you say, I mean, this is absolutely adorable for me. I could watch you forever. If it's so adorable, why are you punishing me so much? Adorable means cute and endearing. This is anything but cute and endearing. Oh no, cute for me. 
I enjoy from your pain. Well, trust me, I have enough pain without you interfering, so. Well, it's not me keeping you here. I'm certainly not choosing to be here. Involuntarily, you are. If you don't move on, then you're stuck here with me. What do you want? That is an excellent question, darling. Um, you see, my one of your friends points at somebody. Well, but he's not there, or this creature is not there. So you just feel the focus on another body. That was one of my favorites. Um, I would actually say we had some um, more intimate relationship than other patron and warlocks. And you are responsible of the debt. I, I know. I know. I relive this every day. I carry the guilt. I, I tried my best. I tried to save them. I really did. But I don't understand what I can do to write any of this. What do you want? I know they were your favorite. They were one of my favorites. Uh, obviously, I don't love you as I love her. But you can take her place doing my bits. And as that sentence is finishing, can the other three people in the room please roll a perception check? First roll. First roll. <laughs> 13 for me. So 13 for Garnet. Testimonial. Six for. Jax's Yaxes. A seven with my wisdom modifier of minus one. It was a six. I think nothing's going to be the 26 of Professor nope. Jax's. <laughs> Professor Jax's. Uh, the fact that you are a farewell expert makes you always be on your toes while you are in this forest. So you're always like hyper alert of every single twitching of a branch or a leaf falling. You think there is something dangerous coming to you all the time. It's slightly stressful. So when you go back to the city, you will need some, not therapy, but like a nice day off out of all this stress that is causing you right now. Because obviously it's not the same um, theoretical work at uni than practical work out here in the field. However, you are the first to wake up as you hear something happen in the room. As you wake up, first of all, you see all the other three bodies. Can we please go around and describe what Professor Jaxis says? Let's start uh, this way, uh, depending on my screen. So testimonial. <laughs> <go first. laughs> So, uh, testimonial, uh, still asleep, uh, is a uh, gnome of uh, slightly taller than average height, uh, a little scrawnier, uh, glorious mutton chops that are uh, with the chin left bare because that's where 
when writing the that's where the quin the quill tickles <laughs> as he's uh, uh coming up with his thoughts and jotting down his notes uh he uh sleeps without dignity uh the mouth is open the mutton chops are askew the purple jacket that he wears all the time is a from his days of uh, from his more business oriented days his more virtual oriented days uh just lays atop him like a like a blanket thank you uh garnet could you please describe yourself so garnet is a hobgoblin standing just uh standing between five foot eight and six foot tall any number in between there whichever you fancy is how tall he is uh, he's got his his hair is currently out normally he has it sort of a braid two braids that go along the uh, sides of his head and then it has it top uh, tied up into like a top knot but at the minute it's all out and loose and all over the place because he's asleep and he's been moving around a lot he's got one of those chin strap beards a bit of gray all over um he's wearing at the moment he's just wearing slacks a basic pajama type clothing at the minute but next to the bed and it's moving is a is a black breastplate with red so almost like um demon-esque markings on it from a certain theater that they went to before uh, himself and testimony <laughs> went to before uh, and the armor itself is moving because inside of it is a uh, gray rat that is pops out every now and then seems to be doing some sort of ironing or something within the armor i don't know it's housework or something i don't know and there is a very nice looking short sword and a, a shield which looks like it's got some char some um, burn marks on it but on one half and then the other half is in pristine condition nice i can't wait to see which uh costumes uh your companion comes with this time <laughs> uh professor jaxis so professor drax um jaxis is a um eladrin um druid but unlike most druids he wears sort of a more proper um imagine like an adventuring suit um so it's like i'm thinking almost like a troubadour like um the black with the tight middle um middle on the top, the top of the belt holding the um jacket in he's really gray skinned um at the moment as he is in winter mm -hmm. um as an aladrin he has black um hair with white streaks that are all slicked really far back and put into a bun on the back of his face and clean shaven um incredibly simplistic his clothes are black and his shirt is white um and he has like an incredibly clean really tidy um staff it's literally a, just a black wooden pole it, like, as simplistic as it possibly could come um and then just like a rucksack right next to his bed that is packed with books and scrolls and quills and everything you could possibly need um to not adventure apparently <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh last but not least uh we know what do we see Winnow is like a five foot nine changeling, not in any particular, in their natural changeling form. They are, so they're tall, they are very thin and lanky with grey skin, arms and legs that are a little bit too long, kind of Slenderman-esque. Um, they normally wear a mask with, uh, with 
blood tears coming down but in their sleep it's kind of slipped off and you can see beneath uh, the black eyes that are just slightly too big and the wide uh, black rimmed mouth where it's open a little bit drooling a little you can see the pointed teeth just inside um, their hair is white and shoulder length uh, kind of half up half down probably rumpled from sleep and they're wearing dark monk clothes with a sash around the waist uh, with some charms just kind of sewn in here and there on their uh, right arm is a eldritch tendril-esque tattoo across the hand and up the forearm slightly um, and to sleep in their position they have they clearly wanted to stay up and keep watch for as long as they could so they're kind of back against the wall arms folded but clearly just fell asleep sitting up at some point trying the best to to stay awake but was a bit of a sleepy in the end <laughs> thank you very much um that was beautiful everyone so professor jaxis you hear this movement happening in the room and you are the one that are the quickest to um, come back to your senses. And with that 26, th there is a few things that you see here first. First is two light sources in opposite sides of the room. Those looks like, at the first time you said, are those like walking lamps? There is some sort of mechanical thing to these creatures, or, uh, creatures, spoiler alert. Uh, but they are emanating their own light. One of them has more red tones and the other one has more um, yellow tones. And I know that saying dark light is weird, but it's there is dark energy sort of illuminating the area, if that makes some sense. If not, just imagine it. And there is sort of like a link between those two with this dark energy that's still emanating some sort of light. And in the middle of that connection, there is another figure. Black as the night, you see a panther person or a tabaxi, more like pantheresque. And you can see that they also have an eldritch tattoo. You quickly see some similarities in the style of windows and this one. This one tattoos goes all over the neck and end up in one side of the face. And you can see the yellow eyes of this individual, which quickly looks at you. And when they realize you are awake, a third eye opens from the tattoo. And as that eye opens, there is a second eye on Wino's arm that just quickly opens and closes. I will ask you to roll for initiative as oh I imagine Professor Haxis shouts something. Please. <laughs> uh, just to imagine the highest pitched <laughs> scream you could possibly imagine. I will destroy my voice if I try to do it, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> he will literally scream and with a, a, a four to my initiative immediately hides underneath the covers <laughs> amazing <laughs> i love it i rolled a natural one for a six 
Oh gosh. We also I... got a nat one for a six. My goodness. <laughs> We're just Some really people... into our sleep. Exactly. Some people are seriously. Um for technical technicalities, obviously, although you were sleeping, you are all wearing your armors or items. So don't 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 worry about that. Um so well, Jax's is definitely in like polka dot pajamas. <laughs> and you know, like and a hat, a sleeping hat. Yes. Fuzzy wuzzy slippers. <laughs> I love like to go along. Fuzzy with that. wuzzy slippers. The whole <laughs> nine yards. So you are in a hut that is now a hut, but probably used to be like a greater hall or like a probably a, this is an abandoned uh, pub in the middle of the forest. So now it's just what is left of it. And you managed to make those improvised beds along the room. But the room in itself is big. I would say it's about 50 by 50. So there is plenty of room for you to move. And you position the beds like in, in a square. So I'm going to start with the top left where testimonial is. Mm -hmm. Then top right is garnet bottom right is winnow and bottom left is professor jackson the panther is clearly just next to winnow one of the constructs is in one of the corners so top corner sorry down down right corner and the yellow one is literally back to testimonial. So um, we know you have the panther in front of you and one other construct, the red one behind you. Testimonial, you have the red, sorry, the yellow construct behind you. Professor Jaxis and Garnot, you have no um, enemies around, but you can see all of you. So there is, there is cover if you want to find in terms of like, these improvised beds, but at this point, everyone can see everyone. Everyone is inside of um, side side of each one. Unfortunately, uh, my creatures, I think they were very rolling than all of you, except for testimonial. I rolled the sixteen. Testimonial, you are top of the round. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so let's As set the... you wake up from your uh, slumber and you see this creature is not attacking Winnow, but is probably whispering something into their ear, their ear. So they're just there. Uh, the other two creatures look more menacing at this point. But then again, they are not doing anything. Uh, so uh, you said the yellow light one was uh, closest to me. What does yes. the What does that creature look like? Uh, so this creature is a construct. Mm -hmm. It's probably same size, so slightly taller than um, Garnet. It oh, looks wow. more, it looks humanoid, like an armor thing, mm -hmm. like an uh, automated armor. But clearly the armor is just to contain the energy that is um, uh, powering it. So I mean, I I I wake up with um, 
with, with a start <laughs> at the at the loud scream, I fix on <laughs> the uh, the large yellow construct, and uh, I think the uh, it's like ten feet away from you. So you are not in melee range. Not in melee range. Move. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's really close to you. Yeah, it's really close. <laughs> so uh, in a, it seems quite large, um, larger than medium size. Ah, uh, no, it's still medium. Still medium size. Okay, still so medium. then I wake up and my my, my first instinct is uh, to use the gust cantrip to uh, throw out a, a burst of wind because like I I throw on my I, I get up huh throw on my uh, jacket which is part of my somatic component for creating a gust of wind. And I just like, get away, because I'm just all startled that you might be stealing my notes, and I don't want you to steal my notes. My notes are very valuable to me. So I cast uh, Gust at the uh, at the construct, which uh, requires it to succeed at a, a strength saving throw or be pushed five feet away from me. This is all, this is all instinct. I hope it works. So uh, what save is that? The save is... Where does D&D Beyond hide my spell attack? My save DC is 14. But what kind of save? Oh, it's a strength save. Strength, strength. Uh, for a 12, I don't think I make it. So it, the gust of wind, very theatrically, pushes uh, pushes them back uh, five feet further away. Just five feet on. Good. What is going on? <laughs> Do I receive any damage? No damage. It's just a push. Okay, correct. Anything else you would like to do? Uh, at that point, I would like to... Um, that's a cantrip, so that's my basic action. I will get up off the bed and move uh, towards, the towards the center to... <laughs> look at the other construct and look at this uh panther creature that's uh too close to uh to widow for my liking just to just to be ready yes uh as that happens uh this panther uh, creature just shouts get them um you can see like these creatures to be like a little bit like just standing there they look now ready to fight okay. um with that uh, we're gonna move to my first creature, which is the um, which color? I don't know which color. Um, I would say it is the yellow. No, yeah, yellow one. So okay. yellow one, the one that you just pushed, is going to. Okay, they're not really clever, so they're just gonna tag the closest thing that they have. So they're gonna move back to you, testimonial. Okay. Did you did you move? Did you try to move closer to Garnot or anybody else? I uh, my understanding is that we we were in the grid, so I moved in the square, so I moved towards the center of the square. So I'm like center of the square. Yeah, great. So they were ten feet. Would you have used your whole movement or just enough? Uh, 10 feet, no, it would have been just part of half my movement. Yeah. So they can make it to you and they will try to crush you. No. Yes. So no. two attacks coming to you. I'm going to uh, react with my shield. 
I see it coming. <laughs> That's a uh, non-natural 20 for the first one. <laughs> okay. A, oh, 11 for the second one. And 11 for the second one, okay. So the first one, uh, oh, they both hit. Cool. So that is 10 Hold damage on. each. So that's 20 damage. 20 damage. Uh, I uh, misspoke. I used the reaction for shield that uh, the second one misses. Second one. So just 10. Yeah, just 10. Great. As this creature just rises one of the, make, it's not, it looks like an armor, just slams you with both of the, uh, both of the arms, oh. like kind of uh, limbs that they have. And uh, it's all they have. Next one is a creature, the panther creature, who will use the action to make a monologue, because I feel like we need some sort of explanation. Um, and this creature calls and talks to, to Wino and says, I finally find you. You will be a nice prize for the master. And it's just going to try to grapple you. So it's going to... Where is my... It's going to use strength. So this is a contested. Um, you can use uh, acrobatics or athletics. We'll go with acrobatics. Ooh, uh, so 19 plus, plus 8 is a number. Uh, 27, yeah. 27. Much, much, much more excited than my 9. So that <laughs> is the first attempt. Uh, it's going to use the same. It's going to uh, try the same um, action. Oh, forget about it. I just rolled a 5. So with your plus 8, obviously. So you're super squishy, like super agile that this guy just tried, well, this person just tries to grab you. And, uh, say, oh, come on. just woke up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, come on. Just let's play a little bit. And their voice is a, their voice is a little bit like, uh, uh, I don't know, like very for, with the, with the throat. So you can hear that there is something there or something coming. Who knows? Uh, thank you. Next one is a construct that is behind you, we know, and it's going to, they seem to, they, they move, so they, sorry, this creature moves, and who is closer? Uh, no, they can only get to Garnot, <laughs> and they're trying to, they will try to smash Garnot. They pass through you, uh, well, next to you, we know, almost like ignoring you. So probably you get this intention of not harm them. Just bring Wino to me, you know, like there hasn't been any sort of damaging action against you. But Garnot is no Wino, so <laughs> here can we go. Can I get go, an attack of opportunity? Yes, actually you can. Ah. Yes. Which I think is just one attack, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, that's another 19 plus 9. So I assume that hits. Absolutely. Cool. Um, And let me just check if I can use a thing on that. Uh, 
Scrolling through long character sheets after a while, it uh, give me a second, I'll be right with you. Put in some elevator music. Okay, I will add a hand of harm on there as well to give it some extra necrotic. Yes. So that makes it. Okay, so that is five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen points of damage. Sixteen. Great. Um, yeah, so it's just the damage, right? So as they, as you hear one of the plates that covers this energy vein, it finally makes it to Garnot, and Garnot is going to be slammed, hopefully, um, for a 21 to hit. And that's and what hit. A 21 and 24. Yes, they both hit. So the first one is nine lighting damage, and the Ooh. second is also sixteen lighting damage. Nine and sixteen—that is that is shocking. <laughs> uh, also testimonial. That was lighting damage. If you have any kind of resistance, please apply. No, no resistance. And no this creature, uh, after making their attacks, they're just standing there. And next is. Garnet, Garnet, you have been shocked with energy. What are you gonna do? Oh, oh bloody hell! What do you think you're doing, right? Oh, oh, as I go to grab my sword, my armor's already half on, and sitting on my shoulder is Roger pulling on the straps, wearing like a little squire's outfit, pulling the straps on and doing the armor up for me, so I'm already fighting. And I just draw the sword and I slash towards this uh, this construct that is trying to hurt me. Very mean thing. Uh, with two attacks. Uh, the first one is a 21 to hit. Hits. And the second one is a 28 to hit. Bolt hit. Okay, so that's going to be 11 and... 11 and 12, so 23 points of slash damage in total. 23. Amazing. Uh, is your sword magical? It is indeed. Thank you. The runes on the almost like um, sylvan type runes on the blade light up as I slash into the creature and I sort of roll around it to try and get not moving out of its range but I'll roll to combat roll to get behind it so I can get to the middle of the room if I need to help testimonial thank you for and I'll grab my shield and then that's my turn thank you amazing uh we know you have already done some damage you are always ready for this tell us question how late into the night or early morning is it? Has there been a dawn? <laughs> uh, not, yet. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. And have I already used my Eldritch Claw today? Roll me a d20 yep. on a even. Yes. I've got a 19 again. <laughs> I think that's... Is that my third 19? <laughs> Yeah. So that's odd. So no, I haven't. 
bonus action Eldritch Claw. <laughs> Go for it. Destroy my gouger again. Like, oh, you want to play? You want to play at this time of night? Um, and I'm going to do my first two attacks on... And I'm also going to say, did Garganor send you? Gar Garganor? Gornor. Gornor. Try saying that with an American accent. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that is a 28 and a 15 and a 24 to hit on the two basic attacks there. Uh, Bow hit. Cool. So let's do this damage. Don't think I can do another hand of harm. Would hand of harm reset on this turn or after? Because it's uh, every you can do it once per turn. Uh, turn so each creature is a, has a turn. The the other one is round, so you can use it again. I can. I will add on a hand of harm for another key point, mm -hmm. uh, which is the only key point I'm using. Okay. Oh, okay. And that's twelve. Oh God, eighteen. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, uh, 34, 34 points of damage, damage. please. Is that yeah. uh, all, is there any extra, I mean. Um, some of it is necrotic, uh, the it. rest is just force. Uh, it doesn't matter, I don't have resistance to necrotic, so all, and it all counts as magical. will come in. Some of this is necrotic, the rest of it is death. <laughs> uh, as you hit this creature with your... Uh, you activated the, the, the tattoo, right? You see that both tattoos interact. You don't know if in a positive or in a negative way. Anything else you would like to do on your turn? like to kind of acknowledge and nod to the tattoo like I'm sorry about that um, but this does not <laughs> give you the right nice um, so you want to stay there yes good I like that hold your positions great um, finally Professor Jaxis lot has been happening yes I <laughs> Am I right to say that this is one of your first adventures? Uh, Close to the Feywild? Yeah, uh, most of, most of the um, adventures Jaxus has had is more, let's visit a library. Um, <laughs> and so he would travel with a group of adventurers who were going to Baldur's Gate or heading to another place or cannot keep, you know, <clears throat> water deep heading to the um, different places. Um, but not necessarily dungeon delving. Um, he's, he's seen combat, but not particularly. It's more hidden underneath the carriage while everybody went to work and just sort of popped a guidance here and uh, you can do it. Um, <laughs> so he's currently in his bed still um, with the covers around his face, um sort of watching this entire thing going on like moving his head from side to side he's going to go hide underneath the bed but um under the covers but then he's going to sort of turn around and he's going to crawl underneath the co covers to the end of the to the foot of the bed <laughs> and pop his head out from the foot of the bed 
Um, we, we know, you, they seem to know you. What is going on? Two link, I think. I do, I've never seen this person before in my life. Oh, well, right. And then he will attempt to cast Entangle as from the walls and from the floorboards, um, these um, wild vines come exploding out and wrap around all four of them. Can they make a, a strength saving throw, please? Uh, who are you aiming to? Um, I think if it they are they all in a twenty foot square. Interesting. I'm see. hoping I can get all four of them if we've all been attacked in where we're sleeping. Twenty. But 20, 20. No problem if I can't get them all. Uh, you can get the panther and the one that is close to Garnot, or just the one that is close to Testimonial. Two sounds better than one. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't be cheeky and position it in a way that would get them all. <laughs> Give me a second. Let's be cheeky. Let's see if we can be cheeky. <laughs> so, mat time. So if you have... A, it's 20 by 20, right? 20 by 20. Foot square. So what's the hypotenuse of that? Would be... D&D math. Ten feet from the center outward. Twenty, twenty. So that's twenty-eight in a diagonal. If we yes, okay, that's right. So if those two are in a twenty-eight, it's twenty-eight close to thirty. It is right. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> you're either a DM that rounds up or a DM Let's, that rounds down. <laughs> you're, you're grasping one feet each of one creature. So yes, you can you can uh, allocate in, the, in a weird shape that you keep the three of them. You give two of your choice advantage or something because they're not holding up well. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so it's a strength saving throw for whomever you wish. So to. let's start with the one. Um, so I'm going to give advantage to the one that is with Testimonial, which is the one that is just right in the corner. Um, for a... Oh, no good. 24? Uh, 24 saves. Then the Panther, a normal one, for a 17. Uh, yeah, saves. And then the one that is close to Garnet for a... Oh, 18. That Ooh. saves as well. I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. Um, yeah, he throws them out and these vines just like, uh, well, I guess if they pass, they just <laughs> crush the vines. <laughs> so the, 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 the vines come, but it's difficult to grasp energy. And then the other creature looks like they have a body, but also they look really malleable if that is the word that i want to use this time and yeah he just looks like as he casts it he just looks wide-eyed and goes uh, well um, that didn't work and then just <laughs> goes back under the bed covers I know. thank you very much uh with that we're gonna go back to the top of the round with testimonial you just seen this amazing display of abilities for all <laughs> your partners 
So it's time to do... Uh, uh, the only elevator that you are right now in melee range with yeah. one of them, the yellow one. Yeah, I'm in melee range with the yellow one. So I think... Um, ooh. I am alarmed by the proximity. I want to... Do I want to be funny? Right away. So I think I will uh, roll, roll up my roll up my sleeves, uh, draw out the quill, and draw uh, a picture of an arrow in my notebook. That'll be how I cast acid arrow. Uh, I'm going to I'll be casted at third level. I'm going to mm -hmm. supercharge it a little bit directly at uh, the yellow construct because I hopefully the acid will be some extra yeah. some extra eating uh, there. So it's a one foot ball of acid that flings from the that flings from the tip of the quill um it is let's see if i hit though before i do anything that's uh 20, 19 plus 6 25. hit hit that's and super hits that's super hits so uh there is a 20-foot radius sphere but i'm facing like nobody else right like the way yeah. that we've, we've described it this is part of the reason why i was able to do it i wouldn't catch everybody else in it um garnot are you resistant to acid <laughs> definitely not resistant to acid no <laughs> no well i'm glad <laughs> just like some I, I step you know my put my tiny body in, interpose between uh, myself and uh Garnet. uh so i'll roll damage first but then there's a dexterity save that the construct has to make mm -hmm. so the base damage would be uh Wait, i got an eight you got an eight so that's uh and my and my save is 14. So, I so on the failed damage. save, you take 10d4 acid damage. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely glad I'm not in range of that. Yeah. So that is 10d4. That's a lot of virtual dice. That's <laughs> moderately better than what I did when I rolled 5 by accident. So 20 points of damage. Uh, and, and then... Um, uh, at the end of the round, if it's still standing, um, they'll take a um... so continuous damage. Okay. Yeah, it'll take two concentration. Two uh, D. Yeah, no, it's not concentration. It just sort of eats away at the person, and it's two D four acid damage until the end of at the end of its next turn. Good. Uh, yeah, you can see how this acid is uh, corrosing the plates that contains this energy being. Fortunately for it, it's its turn. So when do I take damage? At the end at, of this? At the, at the end of this turn, yeah. Good. So I will try to smash, smash. Sorry, 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 sorry. Go back to your turn. Do you want to do something else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, so, I just so, cut you off. Bonus action, <laughs> movement. Well, the yes. construct is just that angry with me. Uh, I, think, I think some light fleeing might be in order. Uh, <laughs> Probably, it is a good idea. So I have a tw I have a twenty five uh, I have a twenty five foot move, um, and I'm going to run. Uh, I'm going to retreat from it. I'm not going to run past it because I don't want to take any attacks of opportunity. So I'll 
So I'll, I'll flee to the back corner. I was in the middle and I am fleeing towards, uh, I guess, what would have been the entrance? You have two options, the corner of Garnet and the corner of Winnow. You have noticed that Winnow, that hasn't been any damaging actions against Winnow. Nope. And, but Winnow also, is... you know Garnet and all these abilities, so uh, choose your mid-chill. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I mean... Uh, I'd hate I'd hate to impose as of yet, so I'll go to uh, I'll go to Garnet. <laughs> Garnet, <laughs> nice. pronouncing that like, a, like he's French. So I'm fine. gonna put you behind, but not, uh, but not next to each other sure. behind Garnet. Uh, but I'm gonna take a attack of opportunity. Mm. If that's pass. okay for you, it is um, part of the dramatic arts. Oof. For a twenty-one. For twenty, for a twenty-one, yes. Uh, the shield is thirteen. <laughs> thirteen points of light in damage. Thirteen points of light. Oh, how I wish I had a resistance. Just okay. thirteen. Just thirteen. Just thirteen. Yes. So that's um, the noted. Good. So that is your turn, and this creature turn. Uh, Professor Jaxis, you went back to your underneath, right? Okay, so <laughs> I mean, it worked, right? With my, let me see, what's my passive perception? A, a zero, um, that would be 10. So I don't think. <laughs> so it's going to move to Garnet. Garnet. Um, my experience is bad. That was <laughs> Old to right, hide under your blankets, and the monsters can't see you. <laughs> it's the safest place. I mean, it is the safest place in the world. It is. Eighteen and twenty-one to hit Garnet. Uh, both will hit. Eighteen just hits. Or nineteen and nineteen. Holy hell! I think <laughs> on one of those, as the blade comes down, uh, Roger runs out of the armor and sort of claps the blade as it goes to impact into me. The blade still catches me, but um, Roger is engulfed in this uh, yellow psionic energy, similar to what Garnock gets encased with, as I used a protective field, which will allow me to reduce the damage by uh, my psionic dice uh, plus my intelligence. So... That will be eight points of damage I will reduce. So I'll take 19 and 11, and 11, so 30 points of damage. I have a question. You said yellow energy. Uh, sorry, white energy. I mean, I always white. get those two. Okay. It's white energy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because if that's going to be yellow, I use super science <laughs> or something. I mean, I mean, I am due to make a super saiyan character at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but a one shot, yes. Mm. Good. Sorry, people. Um, that is going to be its turn. And uh, we're going to move to Ebony. Sorry. Uh, I haven't introduced Ebony, but it's time to introduce Ebony. This panther um, looks at you, we know, and say, like, yes, let's play. And you can see that the tattoo starts like growing all of the, around the body of uh, this panther. And it was black before, but now it's not black. Now it's absence of color. Now you can see the deepness of the universe that there's just endless void in its body but you can see two things the yellow eyes and the white feet which are starting like being more like a more like 
huge uh, jaws opening, and they're gonna try to bite you. Am I fighting venom? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Oh, I think you're ebony. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, so that's going to be. God damn it, 14. Oh. Shit. Well, that's good. Um, with the second attack, he's going to try to uh, grapple you with uh, with one uh, paw. Well, not paw, with one arm. Do Tabaxis have thumbs? That's, that's it... just curiosity. Sorry? <laughs> what do you say? Do they have thumbs? Or is it just like a... Ooh. I don't know. Do the Tabaxis have thumbs? I hope so. I would think, I would think so. <laughs> I think so. I, I don't think so. Otherwise, it would be a really a difficult <laughs> life for them. How could they not rule the world? Um, oh, God. So, uh, I roll really bad. Canonically, yes. I roll yes. a 11 for my... So, please roll a natural one. Acrobatics, I got a 19. <laughs> Clearly, this is not the best, um, how to say, um, the best minion that could have been sent to get you. Anyways, uh, Garner, the next one to you is actually going to turn, it's not like a, like a lamp turns the head to, towards uh, Winnow, and there is a sort of light coming to your way as they use Paralyzed Gaze, which means, could you please make me a Wisdom Saving Throw 12? Was that, was that uh, me Winnow. or was that oh, Winnow? Okay. Okay. Yeah, Winnow. Wisdom save, come on! Uh, that's a non-natural 20. As you feel, you feel this energy sort of trying to paralyze yourself, but you are able to shake it up. And everybody's like, are we really doing this? I mean, like, this wasn't in my contract. I should be at home right now. These people is, uh, uh, say, uh, just dust in the floor with us if they could have like a face you could see that they are not happy about it but they're just constructs next one is garnet who oh. is not that happy but still standing it's just about garnet's swaying just a little bit like oh. falls to one knee slightly stands back up as the arm is fully fully fitted now roger having blocked the blow disappears back into my armor and I turn to the one that's just tried to paralyze Winnow, and I'm going to strike at it with uh, two attacks. Wait, leave my friend alone, right? And that is a 16 to hit. Hits. And a, a 12 to hit. Hits. Oh, it hits. Okay. Uh, as I strike into this creature twice, the... In the Sylvan Ruins glow again, but the entire blade itself changes from its metallic metal colour to a bright yellow, uh, sorry, bright white, the same colour as all of my psionic energy is. I'm going to do two psionic strikes on it. Nice. 
So that is going to be 12 and 10. So it's 22 points of slashing damage. And then on top of that, it's going to be two more D8 of, where is it? Two more D8 of other damage. Ah, there. Uh, uh, uh. Apologies for this. Six and nine, and then fifteen points of force damage. So thirty-seven 15. damage in total. Nice. All magical. Okay. And then, um, as I do that, and seeing as it hasn't gone down yet, I'm going to <laughs> this almost like white outline comes across my body and then almost shatters like glass as I perform an action surge and I'll attack it two more times uh, that is a 24 to hit hits uh, ew, that was a natural one for an 11 so uh, only one hit but I will do another psionic um, 11 hits 11 does hit oh okay um, so that is 10 so 24 points of slashing damage and five, seven, uh, 12 points of force damage. So 36. That relentless slash into this thing and more and more plates of, of this uh, body kind of thing starts falling apart. And you can see that the energy that is holding up that is powering it is... Uh, going away so you can see that is very very bloated and just holding by the tennis of the threats but you can see uh how your work is paying off maybe next round and next thing and, the final thing before yeah. as my bonus action roger comes back out of my armor wearing a full surgical outfit walks, <laughs> up, to, walks oh. up to some of the cuts and scrapes i've taken starts stitching it all back together as i use second wind Right, uh, which is oh, which is going to give me seventeen hit points back. Nice, nice. And then that's and, um, I forgot at the end of one of my creatures to take damage from the asset. That's right. the um, The yellow construct takes two d four, which is another five points of damage. Nice, and that's the end of their. Acid commitment. <laughs> goody, goody, goody. And you were going to say something, Steve? I was actually going to say exactly that. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, next one is Wino. Wino, the little black kitten, has come to play, but he's not really good at it, so... <laughs> Please. You know, um, I'll shout over to, Gar to Garnot. Um, keep, keep them busy, keep the squishy ones safe, I'll be with you as soon as I can! Um... <laughs> I'm certainly trying. Hurry up, please. That's not good action. <laughs> and I'm going to go ham on the kitty cat. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to do my first two initial attacks. I'm going to separate damage out for types. because Does necrotic or force damage make a difference? Uh, not for this specific creature, but in the future. I won't I will bother separating it out then. Yeah. Okay, so that is a 19 and a 25. Bow hit. Pit. Uh, okay. So I'll no, do sorry, the... 15 you said? Uh, no, it was a oh God, it was a 19 yeah, and a 25. Yeah. Um, 
and then I will use Flurry of Blows and then roll everything together because I, I, I'm a maverick. <laughs> yeah. so, another two attacks and ooh, okay, so that's a 21 and a 24 to hit. Well hit. I am rolling well. Woo. Okay, so the regular damage is, give me a minute. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, and then 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62 points of damage, please. <laughs> you start just demolishing this little kitten. I like to imagine I'm just like doing air kicks into its face. <laughs> um, however, every time you hit Widget 2, you see that some of the energy sort of is like transferred into its body. And but the body the body receives damage, but the body just is like bloating. So it's like going bigger and bigger. So at this point it went from medium to large. And you can see this creature is sort of losing um, the humanoid um, shape or and it's turning more into like a tentacly sort of creature. You can still see those uh, yellow eyes. And how many hits do you... It was four hits, right? Oh, yeah. Every time you hit, a new eye opens into this creature. So now you can see the yellow eyes and five eyes just randomly open in the body of these creatures. All of them looking at you. That monstrosity gets stronger the more you hit it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, I haven't seen you get hit much in, in in our adventures together. That doesn't happen when you get hit, does it? I, I don't think so. I don't hit, get hit very often, though. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> Anything else you would like to do? stare in horror at the thing <laughs> that I am that is coming into being before me that is a free action thank you <laughs> staring in horror is also a free action thank you very much uh finally professor Jack says uh, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with all that has happened no no um no problems with you holding the situation actually holding yourself tell me He's going to pop his nose back out and see that Ghana is not looking as hot. Um, and so he's going to sort of go into the, his top pocket of his um, pajamas and <laughs> pull out, what would he pull out? Um, like some um, cherry blossom petals. Oh. Um, he will blow them. Out. And as he blows them, they begin to twirl around Garnet and begin to glow like a emerald green, but like they glow that emer emerald green, but they also have that sort of pink flavoring of the um, cherry blossom as well. Um, and they begin to spin and get brighter and brighter and brighter. Um, and as soon as you start your turn there, you will heal on your... Um, as soon as it's the first time... Um, you will heal seven hit points, and then every on every subsequent turn for five rounds, you will heal 2d6 
each at the start of each of your rounds as I cast Healing Spirit at third level. Man. Uh, oh. Go, um, go get them, Garnet. Uh, show them, show them who's boss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I will go and hide back in bed. Thank you. So let's make a summary of what we have here. We have well, two constructs attacking Garnet. One of them looking very wary. The other one still standing even after all the acid damage. Black kitty cat. Not looking good in the sense of what the hell is this creature? What is happening with this creature? <laughs> but we know just as just um as I could say uh tempered as always, just like yeah, I can deal with this shit. I haven't been touched. Who do you think the hell I am? <laughs> How do you dare to come with me and try to take me away? Um and Garnot, well, um I find Garnot hot when he is damaged, so that's it. Oh, wait, was that Ali or... Augury, uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Augury. Augury took over me. Uh, um, good. Top of the round. Testimonial. Testimonial. Uh, testimonial is uh, furiously transcribing notes uh, for all the actions happening. This would make a great play uh, later on, but first we have to get survived to see the audience. Um, I... Testimonial puts down the pen and I think will, um, because Solba will by what's happening with, um, with, uh, Ebony, the tabaxi <laughs> turning into this multi-eyed horrible thing is, uh, going to lightly freak out and, uh, take out, uh, take out his wand of wonder and uh, use a charge because anything that happens to this multi-eyed blobby tentacly thing that changes it will make it more understandable <laughs> because it's really blowing it's really blowing his mind <laughs> what's going on and if it accidentally like you know fireball gets fireball I won't be too upset about it so <laughs> we love a nice fireball in the middle of the room yeah I mean you know it's by 50 I already knew how big the room was before I did it so I will expend a charge and then uh, roll the percentage. Which is an 83. Ali and I have our fingers crossed for very different <laughs> reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly the uh, clearly the panic uh, and the just the unsettled nature of this of this creature is such that maybe the wonder wonder knew what the right thing to do was because I've turned invisible. <laughs> I panicked and I disappeared. It's not a bed sheet, but it but functionally it's just as effective. Uh, so I just panic. I, I panic. I just panic disappeared. <laughs> uh, so I've cast invisibility on myself, uh, and being aware of that, I will try to. Uh, no, I'll stay rooted in place, honestly, and to just prepare uh, <laughs> prepare another spell. I can't have nothing else. I love that. that. I love that. How does that invincible? If it Invisibility was like it's the it's the classic spell. So I yeah, have but all. How the, does it look like when you cast it? Oh, <laughs> when I cast it. So um, it looks like I have uh, been been liquid paper erased from it. So I just sort of <laughs> scratch <laughs> down. Up. So top to bottom, I'm like <laughs> very very meta. Yes, and let's the, erase uh, this. And nice. uh, I love it. I love it. 
Thank the you. Wonder Wonder glows. And then we go. <laughs> uh, next one is the yellow one that has been corrosed by the acid. And they have intentions. So they will also direct the claims against Winnow. Winnow, could you please make me another wisdom saving throw? 12. And uh, will my luck run out? No, I got 13. Damn it. Um, great. <laughs> so you this time you feel a little bit more like... Takes you a little bit longer to check it out, but still there you are like, uh-uh-uh, not today, Satan. And that's gonna be its turn. Next one, the massive bloated piece of voidness in front of you. They have also orders, so they are going to bite you. For 19 to hit. That certainly hits. And you take... Um, um, how much damage? Seven points of... Uh, seven slashing. Uh, why do I have... Yeah, seven slashing. And then you are grappled as this giant mouse starts. You feel the damage, but you feel that they don't want to harm you. This is just the only mean they have to deal with you. You're still having the sensation that their objective is not to kill you. Now that you are there, they're going to use a paralyzed casing. Could you please make another wisdom saving throw 12? You're gonna be fine. Twelve. Twelve, just so you can feel now it's not more of a case, but more like well, probably the eyes and the body of this thing move inside so they can look at you from the inside, but it doesn't happen anything. However, as you are still in close contact with this thing, then again your tattoos interact and you see a nice memory. You see this person just having a nice time with their friends, a normal tattoo. He's just getting drinks after a mission maybe. He's having the time of their life. And suddenly he sort of like twigs and he stands up from the table, gets out of the pub and starts wandering. They just like, if it was like a sleeping agent kind of thing, people were never uh, never saw them again, and you're back to reality being engulfed by this thing. Now, you are a medium creature. This thing is a large creature right now, and they have thirty feet of movement which is going to be reduced to 15 because they are trying to get out of this house with you in there in, uh, encompass themselves. So they're going to be next to the red construct, 10 feet away from the door. So now everybody except for Professor Jaxis are sort of clustered 
in the same area. You are, oh, bueno, are you grapple or restrained? Let me tell you. Um, you are just grapple. So you can still uh, try to get up from this. So no restrain uh, status, which is the nasty one. Um, next one is the yellow one, sorry, the red one, that was the first one to try to paralyze you. I'm gonna roll to see if I recharge my ability. I don't get it back, but I can still hit hard. Garnet, I'm really sorry, darling. Oh, I know how hard you can hit. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nasty 20 and a nasty nine. It's so funny if I said the nine hit. No, the the twenty will hit, <laughs> but I will block. I will block the nasty nine with my shield. Uh, so you take fifteen points of lighting damage. I didn't even get a chance to put my hair up, back into my like warrior bun. So I just imagine it's all like in the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, great. So that. Brings us to you, Garnot. Now, you heal 2d6. Oh, thank you. Would you like to roll that? I don't mind. I shall. Ben! Way! Thank you very much. Now, can I see Winnow inside this creature? Yeah, so not all of their body is uh, enclosed. So you can see, obviously, the head and maybe the bottom of the of the pit, both legs, yes. Uh, I'm going to use my fey, my fey gift racial feature, uh, fey gift hospitality. <laughs> I'm going to speak to Winnow and go, uh, uh, Winnow, you, you've got this, right? You got this, yeah? I mean, maybe I'm going to try and get out, but there's a chance that this will carry me away. So, uh, no, I'm cool. I got this. <laughs> So I'm using a hospitality, hospitality, which means that both Winnow and myself get 1d6 plus 3 temporary hit points. So we both get 9 temporary hit points. Pretty useful. Now that Winnow has got any damage, significant no. damage. It was more for me! Yeah. <laughs> actually, I took 7 oh, damage and then I got 9 temp HP, so I'm actually better off than when I started. <laughs> Uh, and, and then I will attack the red construct, which is the one that isn't acid burn, correct? Yeah. yeah. So that yeah, the red one is the one that is almost dead. Okay, that's the one I'm going to attack. I will just do the one attack to start off with, just in case I kill it. Uh, <laughs> 27 to hit. Hits. I'm not doing any Scion shenanigans. That's 11 points of slashing damage. How do you destroy a ball of energy encompassed in plates i'm picturing it like the big set of armor that's in the in the first four movie that opens its face plate up and fires the beam out so as the as i can see like the electrical static is starting to build up again in in its in the center of its face for the paralysis beam i slide around to the front of it and then just thrust forward with the sword straight into that section and just cause it to sort of crumple and implode on itself. 
So the play that looks like a helmet for a head of these creatures just breaks up and all the energy sort of dissipates. You all feel this electric energy passing through you. No damage, but it's like, oh. Mm. And then and, I will yeah. roll <laughs> towards the yellow one and yes. I will slash at that with my second attack. Nice. Uh, ugh, that's a 12 to hit. I think you said that hit. It hits. Um, I'm going to put my last psionic energy dice into this. That is 15 plus 15 plus 8. So 23 points of damage in total. All magical. Uh, 15 points of slashing, 8 points of force. You see the plates falling down, but still standing, darling. That's fine. Uh, that's That's my turn. Beautiful, thank you. We know you've been dragged somewhere. I forgot to say that in your vision, when these people with these uh, individuals gets out, the friends just start shouting, Ebony, where are you going? So now we know the name is Ebony. Okay, a few questions. Yes. Question number one um, is. Does it look like my damage has actually done any actual damage at yeah. all? It does. Yeah. And yeah. on a random numerical scale, statistics-wise, I don't know <laughs> how hard up is is this creature looking. So I would say that is between the twenty-five and the thirty-five percent of the health. So okay. and you've done that in two rounds. So maybe. Yeah. Okay, um, and I am grappled, so I can either use my action to get out, or can I attack from within? You can attack from within. I'm going to attempt to attack from within, throwing everything I've got at this thing. No, no, nobody. I think everybody had that the same idea, like, come on, rip it from inside. Yep. <laughs> and I will also say, Ebony, this isn't you, just in case. Just see if you can get You know, that works in stories. Okay. So the okay now I'm not rolling so good. So that is um, uh, fourteen to hit on the first one. Misses. Misses, and then that was nineteen on the next one. Hits. Oh, and then there was a natural twenty. I mean, a twenty-three. Okay, cool. So that was three hits. Uh, what do you want me to do for the nat 20? Uh, double your dice. Double the dice. Okay, I will treat that as a separate one then. Okay, double the dice. Okay, so, ah, maths. Okay, so, one, two, three. Do the regular damage there. Ooh, uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 20, 29, 30, 31, 32. Then, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. And I'll add a hand of harm. 46, 47, 48 points of damage, please. From inside, as I just kind of try and rip this shadow monster apart. Did you say 39? I don't have a good short-term memory. 48. 48. 48. 48. 48. Yeah, I need you. Roll me 
a d20. That was a 12. So I'm going to give you an option here. Do you want to push your limits and take the last five hit points of this creature and gain one exhaustion level? Yes. Yes, I do. I mean, it's already <laughs> interrupted my sleep, so it, it kind of... <laughs> so, uh, you start hitting this creature and you feel how your muscles are to the limit and you decide just to keep pushing and maybe one, you, you feel one uh, pull on, on, on one of the biceps and you feel that your body is giving it all and you put in the physic just to finish this. But the same as before, so there was three hits. Every time you hit, there is one more eye and the creature just keeps growing and growing and growing to the point that they cannot hold more the form as this just explode. Could everyone except for Professor Jaxis <laughs> <laughs> make me a dexterity saving throw 12? No. That's when I roll low. <laughs> You're going to take... I, I rolled a 10. I rolled, I rolled really a bad. Um, I rolled in, a 1. So <laughs> if you pass, you're going to take 4 points of necrotic damage. If you fail, 9 points of necrotic damage. Okay. Um, so I passed by 1, but I have evasion, so I take nothing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And what? that was my 10 pit points gone, so that's all right. Great. <laughs> um... I guess invisible get you get advantage. No, I don't think you get advantage, do you? <laughs> I mean, it didn't attack me directly. It sort of exploded in my vicinity. So that's yeah. how I was. Uh, that's how I'm taking it. Yeah, yeah, you don't get. Okay, cool. So this creature is no more, and some of this damage is also passed to the construct. Professor Jaxis, chaos in the room. One creature left. Um, you can hear like, what is going on in there? <laughs> um, I want to do. Hmm. Try. I think now oh, that's concentration. What do I want to do? Concentration. I have to make a check. Because <laughs> I took damage. Uh, yeah. So that would be 10, please. Yeah. This is 10. I'm so scared by the damage, I stay invisible. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, who would be next at the top of the round? Is it testimonial? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> um, testimonial, just fix this, and I will cast guidance. Have a default. Do with it what you will. Thank you. <laughs> Not right, boss. While everybody's all squished together, I can do right now. 
<laughs> nice. So enjoy. Uh, top of the round, testimonial. You're invisible. I have a D4. I'm invisible. I have a D4. Um, we have only the one um, construct standing, the yellow construct. Yeah, just this, the red uh, one. The red it looks very wary, but still standing. Uh, very, well, I will... Um, I think I'll, I'll fire a, a a slightly less powerful uh, acid arrow at it. <laughs> off, pew, pew, pew. Uh, off we go. So I'll set, uh, I'll cast it at third level. So it's five v four. So do I roll the guidance at the same time? Anyways, I'm at a twenty one. Yeah, for that attack. I think it's whatever it checks. Yeah, just add it. I mean, yeah, hits. Yeah, very hits. So it hits. So. And now I do a dexterity. You hold on. Shimmering green arrow. You take 44 acid damage immediately. And 2d4 at the end of its turn. So uh, you take seven damage. Nice. It's uh it's not looking good, guys. It's not looking but good. It's, it's turn. You have become visible. I have. I had to. I, I had to drop concentration uh, for that. I'm. So Garnet. Uh, sorry. Anything else, testimonial? So you I, like if I run, I'm going to get an uh, attack of opportunity because I'm still within the. Yeah. If, 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 if you run, you'll be fine. If I run, I'll be fine. I run. <laughs> <laughs> I run. All the wizards. Yeah. Yes, you are out of reach. Excellent. Um, Garnet, this creature looks a little bit uh, erratic as no leader of the pack is around. She's gonna slam you. You've got nine extra HP. Well, thank you. That'll be the start of my turn, won't it? Shit. Yeah. Cool. 22 and 16. The 22 will hit, but I will very agilely dodge out of the way of the 16. 13 points of damage. Uh, we get to oh. your turn again. Okay, so I heal the 9 from the Professor. I, I'm going to look over to Winnow, who I would assume is completely covered in tabaxi goo. Uh, and I'll just go... <laughs> Pop goes to Tabaxi, and then I'm going to slap into this thing. <laughs> Garnet has a very odd sense of humor, as do I. That's a 16 to hit. Hits. And a 27 to hit. Hits. That will be 15 and 15. Jesus Christ, 30 points of slashing damage. I rolled max both times. Um. Sploosh. The tactic, I, I imagine that you just repeat the same tactic. It's almost like perfect, like copy-paste. That is impressive how your movement is so, that it's so, uh, say, um, your martial uh, um, skills are so precise that you can repeat the same strategy from one to another that people are just like, is this a deja vu? And they realize that it's not because now the bow creatures at dead as all the plates fall to the ground and the energy dissipates with the last plate falling to the ground silence comes again into the night 
And with that, we're going to go to our break. So we'll see you in five minutes, ten minutes. And yeah, let's see what, where do we go from here? Uh, see you soon. Bye. Bye. And we are back. We have finished our consumables and refill whatever we have to refill, especially our energies. And we are ready to keep going to whatever this is going to be. On the first half, we jump into danger and we face three creatures. Two of them just generic constructs that come to kill you. But the third one, the third one seems to have information about we know um the patron that is owning the course of the tattoo. Uh Ebony to what little information we could um recollect from them and as everything comes back to silence, you can start see on the horizon the first rays of light of um, of the day. Uh, unfortunately, you were not able to finish your long rest. So yeah, that is a thing, and we know pushing yourself to your limits you have now a level of exhaustion um tell me how do you want to proceed from here so i want to dismiss my tattoo but can i have a look at it first see if there's any eye action no eyes but you feel have you ever feel like walking on a on a dark alley and you feel like people like someone watching you the same whether there is someone or not just this idea of it's not paranoia but it's like i'm not being watched and from time to time you just turn your head but there's no one there miss it and just go um well does does anyone have any press digitation i'm kind of covered in <laughs> in eldritch goo and a bit of tabaxi uh, is, it, is it over yet? It's over, <laughs> Professor. Good tactics hiding. Good to keep out of sight. Right. Well, that was, you know, they like to say the old rump in the sheets, but that was not what I thought of it. I mean, I mean, hiding in the sheets was a good tactic for some of you, but, you know, put the heat on the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Blood there. <laughs> Blood. As you can. Here, take. You get two more. One, so five. Five. Plus seven. Um, to top you up. So seven and five points of healing, and they, um, the glowing emerald blossoms that are spinning around you dissipate and just sort of turn to like dust thanks for that that was a rather nice of you and i'm just gonna stretch and there's a very faint white glow around me and i'm gonna use my um psionic recovery to heal one psionic point yeah so um i will say that you still have some time to get a short rest if you wish so 
Uh, but yeah, maybe not time for a long rest at this point. Um, as you start, if I, I imagine that before or during the, the short rest, um, you try to clean the what is left of the goo. So this heart you got here, I mean, th this is not something that probably will come and say, hey, I left it clean. Now you have to clean it, but it's up to you to clean. But uh, there would be some elements to be discovered. You want to just investigate, of course, a little bit cross because there is parts of the tabaxi around. But um, who knows what you can find. And uh, yeah. Um, so during the attack, by the way, um, I just want to let you guys know um, that Tabaxi um, tattoo link, but seemed to be taken over by the tattoo. So if I start acting a little bit weird, please just cut my head off. Cool. Uh, I mean, I'd rather um, find a different way to deal with it rather than just, you know, lopping your head off and all that sort of stuff. Sorry, Testy. What were you going to say? I was just going to pop your head off. I'd rather find a different solution to the problem. I would be, uh, God, I like, I, I like our growing teamwork. <laughs> I like how we're thinking alike. Uh, you're a lot to handle, <laughs> but we'd like to not pop your head off. There is another solution. Go for it. But I'd rather a head popped off rather than, you know, laying waste to all of you. I mean, two of you are very powerful in your own right, but you're kind of squishy. And mm. I, I want to keep you guys alive. Yeah. Like, that's my priority. It just feel, just feels a little extreme, don't, don't you think? Well, I mean, fighting Venom was a little bit extreme, so... In the middle of the night, maybe we should start having a watch rotation? Just so that, you know, we don't get woken up in the middle of our REM cycle. Uh, I thought that was you. <laughs> my, my watch was a little too long, so maybe shorter cycles? <laughs> like, well, hang on a minute. It, it, judging, judging by where the sun is now, you you were you were on watch for about half an hour before we were attacked. <laughs> Professor, you're in a ladder and you don't need to sleep. Um, it's, it's, oh, for, it's, it's for beauty, not just... <laughs> No, I, I, I'll be honest, I was I was reading and, well, um, it happens to the best of us. I, I just, I dozed, dozed maybe too deeply. Trancing and meditating just took me a little, you know, too deep into the, you know, the, the peace. Uh, but, I, I mean, I screamed rather loudly, if I do not remember. <laughs> I did wake everybody up very efficiently, so, you know... Also, all the dogs in the area. Uh, well, uh, yes, and cats, but that's... It, it's efficient and effective. You know, let's say we were... Yeah, um, carry on. Okay, so, so we will um, rely on your alarm yeah. system. Alarm system. Always. Sorry. Uh, I could do that. Magic, I have magic mouth, so we could do... We can we can I can time out the message <laughs> to be the to be the alarm. 
Yeah, probably you were just very tired from the from yeah. the journey up to now. Uh, you just forgot to do the usual preparation this time. You you thought like, yeah, we we're, we're safe. Who, who is gonna come to attack us in the middle of the forest, right? Yeah, whatever. So um, your um objective, of course, is to get out of the forest to get to your way to uh, Baldur's Gate and uh, or Candlescape. So that is just trying to uh, go north. Um, Professor Jaxis, roll me a d20. That is a N, straight down the middle. So you have you have extensive knowledge about the Feywild and you are from the, this region, so you also have extensive knowledge about the different areas. And this forest is not out of your expertise. However, you've never been actually here. So half of the time when you have make an executive decision to guide the party, half of the time it's been wrong and half of the time has been right. So at this point, you don't know where we are. And the nature of the forest makes you lose track of direction. That's why the highest point or the highest reference that you can see from here, a very, very tall tower um, changes every time and then. So it's really difficult to uh, had a hole on the direction. How how do you think you will have communicate this to the party openly, or you <laughs> will be always yeah I'm the profit I'm a professor so I'm always right. The 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 sentence would always be um, well you see with the way things are the Feywild is readily accessible through ancient and untamed places it just simply isn't my fault. What well, people see into that. <laughs> sure. Right. Okay. So, what way have we got to go now? Um, what would be my educated assumption? So, in, although inexperienced, <laughs> because you can see where the sun is coming up. So, that's clearly the east. Hmm. So you know where the north will take you, and that would be the best uh, educated um, decision. Just keep going north. If you just keep going north, at some point the forest is gonna finish, right? So that is your, um, your decision. Yes, uh, unless we accidentally walks into the Fey Realm. Who then... <laughs> <laughs> oh, knows, right? Um, but whether there is a trail or a road that is directly north, that is to see maybe maybe there is no maybe there is roads that take you around some really dense forest or around a small lake who knows so um make me miss uh sorry uh, professor jack says a survival check okay. i'm actually okay with those so here's to hope <laughs> um i well 
I'd like to think it's up to you if you let me add. I've brought a material plane map of the area as he is aware that although the Fey influence does change places quite often, it is still a reflection or echo of the material plane. So his hope is that if he can follow a map, you know, he still would have a rough idea of where things would be, even though he is aware they do switch and swap. They are still an echo and reflection of what would have been there. I like where you're going. So what was the check for the survival? Uh, it would be... Oh, okay, a 24. That is great. So between you, between your theoretical training and the aid of the map, you can find some references of where you, probably where you are, not 100% accurate, but it's like mm. um, 80% sure that we are around this area. If we found the next um, landmark. I'm 100% sure that I can guarantee we are here. As you can see, there is this grove over here. And well, <clears throat> <clears throat> we are here. So obviously, my assumptions are 100% correct. Yeah, uh, that tree really does look like the pit, like that tree over there. Oh, I think he's right. I have a, I have a question. Yeah, yes, yes. Do, do, do your maps account for that tower that seems to be changing places every time we look at it? No, no. Well, well, you see, we know in when things are touched by the Fey, um, they are they are still an echo or one would say a reflection of the material plane. But what the Fey, as the Trixie Fey like to do, is switch and swap stuff occasionally, uh, sometimes. So, thanks to that. Yes. Um, so what we can use is this reference that I am obviously a hundred percent sure of to. Switch and swap now. And he sort of licks his finger and takes the map and <laughs> begins to sort of like um, rip the map into four pieces. And right, so if we just switch this piece and this piece, look, we are now how it should be originally, where the tower is now. But if we switch these two, it wouldn't be correct. So what we can do with, with hope and prayer um, is switch the um, map pieces as they change and the tower moves, with hopes that the land and pathway is correct. Yes, a hundred percent. So Not for me. <laughs> let's let's make some checks here. Make, uh, <laughs> Professor Jaxis, could you please make me an intelligence check? Okay. <laughs> and testimonial, make me a perception check, please. A perception check. Gladly. Straight intelligence. That's a 19. Nice. I don't have very good intelligence, so this is... <laughs> and uh, I don't have very good wisdom, so I really enjoy watching the paperwork happen because like, it's like a book became unbound in front of me and is revealing magic. I rolled a zero. <laughs> Stop. That's so mesmerizing because exactly when you see that the uh, professor is ripping his like. <gasps> What are you doing that with a piece of knowledge, right? And but it's also like if if they if they confuse the parts, maybe I can, you know, like know how to put it back together, but you have no idea 
unfortunately, Professor Jack says, is has done this before. So Professor has like, he has like a system um, or probably he marked, he had some marks just to put it back together. So we are safe that the map, although it's broken, he can put it back together as it's supposed to be rather than the other way around. We know. Um, there were some statements here about the fairies. I don't know how do you feel about that. I do not take kindly to being <laughs> called Trixie and changing things around. I am very logical, thank you very much. <laughs> I have discipline. Not all fae are gonna just trick you into stealing your shoes. General <laughs> assumption, I'm just saying. No, 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 general assumption. Um, I... No, I, I appreciate it, and I apologize for making an all-round assumption. Um, please, please forgive my tra transgressions, and I will not, or I will, I will endeavor to not uh, make that same mistake with you. We know. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just speaking of my own experiences. Obviously, you yourself um, are not in any way. Case. I mean, well, you say you... that, but you know, my there was an archfey that tricked my adopted dad into taking me on out of the fay. So, or is it a deal? It's one of the two. Is either a trick or a deal? It depends on how you look at it. No, Garnet, you don't understand. We are, we are. Although we still may think we are both right, what we are doing is being polite. And even though we believe we are correct, we are still caring for Winnow's feelings and politely apologize uh, oh I, I see I, oh I, oh right I... uh, okay sorry that 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 was that was completely went so uh, we'll do this so Winnow I would like to apologize again forthwith for my um outburst while you were still in our presence and uh, basically he's just gonna go on and apologize for the original transgression, <laughs> apologize <laughs> for the fact that he clearly wasn't apologizing, he was just pandering to you. And then he'll apologize for insulting your intelligence and he just goes and goes until he kind of gets himself stuck in his own circle. Professor, Professor, I will forgive you very generously on two conditions. One? Yes. Never get into an apology cycle again, please. Once is enough. <laughs> two? Give me your shoes. Testimonial <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks up from the notes because he's been transcribing uh, the entire conversation. <laughs> um, then, I would say, like, yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah, no, of course. That sounds like a fantastic story. I've always wanted to feel the breath of fresh in, in, in between my toes and he will proceed to take his shoes off and give you them because he is terrified of you as as you lean <laughs> down to your shoes you see that roger is already at your feet untying your shoelaces ah, <laughs> delightful little fellow delightful so let's make canon that roger has a possible thumbs right <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> otherwise oh, yeah oh, on a really um, tail yeah. Yes. Using the tail is the, using the tail as a thumb to do it. Nice, nice, beautiful. Um, testimonial and Professor Jackson's. So one with the high intelligence and one with the high 
uh, expertise in the Feywild. And you've been traveling a few days now with Winnow, who's clearly a changeling. You haven't seen Winnow changed. Uh, have Winnow, could I have shared about why they cannot change? Asked. But they're, they're not often without the mask, but they were caught with, by surprise, so they haven't got it on right now. So as this whole thing's going on, they tie the shoes around the neck to kind of keep them there for the moment um, as a trophy. Um, kind of goes to get the mask to replace it, just a little embarrassed. Jaxus is terrified of them, so I doubt it. But that's not just them. Jaxus is generally terrified of most people, but yeah, um, specifically Winner, who likes to put him... <laughs> firmly back in his place. <laughs> um, testimonial admires the crafts, the, the the crafting of the mask because uh, he's was very interested in, in in stagecraft, and so it's just you know now uh, widow is back to uh, the widow that he's already seen. It doesn't ask any questions because you know why 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 bother people uh, backstage or even emotionally backstage when they're not uh ready ready for the adventure so i'm just like ah there you so just like, ah there you are <laughs> there you are widow um there you are. nice uh so with all of that lovely conversation i guess it happened while you are if not um energetically walking following uh professor jack's indications and you start walking to where you think the north is and as Professor Jaxis is walking out barefoot, uh, I found have... the form. Who is the ball bearing? Um, as a, a latrin, you could have spec to have a more deeper connection with nature. And if in case the farewell is closed, but actually, going barefoot feels like walking on cardboard like artificial some sort of thing um at the first it doesn't you don't pay much attention to it but the further you walk it starts being a little bit annoying just like this is not this is not what it's supposed to be uh, Garnet, you've been also connected a little bit with the Feywell. Uh, from time to time, you don't get lost, but sort of like are pulled to other direction. Uh, when you find yourself walking maybe 10, 15 feet away from your um, comrades, you come to your that realization and you just quickly walk back to them. That is really obvious for the rest of you. It's not that Garnot is um, like a hard to see individual, especially with the skin color and the armor and Roger, obviously, because everybody's just keeping an eye on Roger. So yeah, from time to time, you see that Professor Jackson is a little uncomfortable and that Garnot just, what is Garnot? And then suddenly it's back to you. Oh. Sorry about that. Oh, well, these bloody headaches are doing my head in. Get it? Headaches? Head in? No? Okay. 
You feeling all right, Garnot? Did you get hit in the head during that altercation? Uh, I did a few times. It felt like my head was repeatedly bouncing off the floor a couple of times, but uh, I've had these headaches since we came into this forest. I don't know what it is. It's a bit, it's a bit odd. Does that sound familiar at all to me? Oh, I think I may have read. Make me a history check. What is the answer that you're looking for? Or the, what is the question? Uh, the, does losing track of fo- or losing focus um, traveling through um, <clears throat> what I guess he is assuming is a fake crossing? Is that usual? Uh, it could be usual if that would happen like in the same position, but you win. You've been moving, so it's more that Garnet has like a different direction. Let's say if you would both have a compass, your compass will point north always, while Garnot's compass would change north every now and then. So that would be like Garnot thinking this is north, but whether uh, that is a fake cross, maybe, would but... You, would I percent- potentially think that Garner is the actual is the one that's actually walking in the correct direction, and we're not. Like Garner's actually following where the tower is moving to, and we're not. Uh, how how do you think Professor Jaxis would discover that or investigate that? So just just some food for thought, um, Garner. Why? How, how do you feel when you you change direction randomly and walk? Slightly ajar. I mean, now that you mentioned food, I feel hungry. But uh... oh, I've got some jerky. Bear with me. Oh yes. Yeah, so oh, no, sorry, yeah. I left them in my pajamas. Um, I'll, I'll get it for you later. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, how do I feel when I wander off? Yes. I don't even know I've wandered off. It's it's like I sort of snap to and go, "Oh, hello, them, them lot are over there." So I sort of run back to you lot. So testimonial. No, I have a a. A theory I would like to pass to both for for Ford. Um, what what if Garnet is actually following in the correct direction of straight, and because we're paying more attention and directly trying to push towards a target, maybe Garnet is the one that is actually walking in the correct direction. Maybe we should be aligning the map with his with his yes. steps. This, well, this, this is my thought. I think we can take some notes and we can and uh, sounds dramatic and plausible. And Garnet is uh, we travel together many, many a month. And he's kind of done this of direction. No, his sense of direction has always been impeccable, though. So, I mean, I get lost a lot when I travel between cities. So, I mean, this could this could <laughs> totally explain it. So, but we always, but we always find something. Oh, so you you have been lost before, and so you're just bringing in new factors into this. Um, you know, well, I wouldn't necessarily say I've been lost before. I've set a destination, and then ended up somewhere else. Like I was meant to go to Boulder's Gate, and I ended up in Waterdeep, which are in 
What if, now bear with me, you're being pulled by fate into different directions that you didn't intend to go, but you get to where you need to be. Oh gosh, I'm going to be sick. Um... <laughs> I, I mean, do you want to test it? I mean, I can't just like click it on just like that sort of thing. I'm going to have to walk for a little bit and then just let me wander off. I don't know how long that's going to be. The... With the rep, with the map ripping, we've only made so much progress. So maybe a change in tactics is what we need right now. Yes, and obviously it, it was my my astute like notation of the change in circumstances. So clearly, I'm still following the correct path, uh, as I have just I've just noticed a new a new epiphany before. Of course, professor, yeah, like a tap on the back. Oh. <laughs> Little patronising, don't know if you pick up on it or not. No, he doesn't. <laughs> He's just like, oh, yes. <laughs> right, so you just want me to keep walking, and then you're just going to follow me, yeah? Yes, um, testimonial, if you don't mind, good sir, would you take some extensive notes of Garnet's path? Uh, glad you later. Gladly. So I'll use a different ink. Uh, from the one that we've already been using for the notations, and I'll mark off. I'll mark off the branch and pass. And maybe, like we've gotten lost uh, together before, I'll walk a, just behind and, and and scour the bushes because I'm going to need more materials uh, for my next round of of quills. And he sort of natters on and on about the uh, about the techniques of calligraphy and the techniques of uh, craftsmanship, which. Uh, well, Garnet's never complained, but often this sort of sets a background noise for uh, people's minds to wander. Although I remain laser focused on the task of finding fun thorns to write with. So I'll lead the way this now, but for the first, I don't know, 15 to 30 minutes, I'm really thinking about where I'm walking instead of just letting myself drift. <laughs> and I'm almost walking like a toy soldier, like one leg in front of the other like that. Like to, uh, I will eventually. And then when I get a bit more comfortable with the fact that I am, that we're trying to rely on me just being away with fairies effectively, um, eventually I will drift. My, uh, you'll, notice it, you'll notice when it starts because I start rubbing my head and then I'll open my eyes and I'm <laughs> gone in a different direction. So at uh, the beginning, that as this stiffness is taking over Garner for the overthinking, uh, you realized for the three or uh, for the other three that you've been actually walking in circles, but the three of you just like, just like trust <laughs> like with stage whispering to each other. But at least you know that you are not lost. You know, you you can actually track in the map like we're going in circles, right? <laughs> And at some point, this aura, this white aura that Garnus um, uh, projects when uh, his hegemonic uh, energy comes to play, um, instead of sort of surrounding him, you can see that it's like a pointy arrow guiding him. So it's sort of like, you don't know if someone is, it's hard to say whether the energy is pointing or if the energy is being pulled, because at the end, the shape, the resulting shape would be the same. And you can see how it, now it looks more relaxed. And from time to time, uh, he skips, he hopes, he's like, 
you can see that maybe every now and then he doubles uh his uh his left step and he's like oh that's that's really curious it's like very very odd thing but that keeps happening and then is when you can see how even in the map you look if you're taking notes it looks like you are being erratic the tower is always in the same position so at least this erratic movement that Garnot is leading you to is being it has the same reference so you're making progress towards somewhere the trends on the map are unmistakable friends <laughs> we are this, this is heading this is, somewhere this is incredible Garnot, you know, I, I might be able to present this as a paper you know just before that testy may i may i call you testy Absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, I won't be testy about it. So yes, please do. Hey, testy. So you, I, I haven't seen Garnot in a little while now. Mm -hmm. Um, it's been a few weeks, couple of months. But you've seen them in the interim. Have they? Inter has he interacted with any new gods or powerful forces? Because was not doing this when I knew him. We well, we did see the most wonderful holiday play that uh, took us deep into the underworld to actually see the gods that who inspired the play. So yes, uh, I don't know if it was their first time, but it seemed to be a novel experience. Uh, novel experience for everybody. Uh, Garnot has, has indeed interacted with, uh, with figures of power. At least Favorable while we- Favorable impression or like a binding contract or anything? No, I think it was more- <laughs> <laughs> uh, advice was granted, was 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 given freely and granted, but I don't recall any 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 secret handshakes or stray or or gifts or gifts received. But I mean, okay. the experience changed my life for sure. It took me away from being a full time critic of the stage to you know striving to set foot on it myself. So, hence all the notes. Yeah, you never yes. know where the ideas are going to come from. We know you're an artist. We get it. Um, <laughs> just trying to, you know, ascertain where this power is coming from without interrupting the flow, um, just in case it is malicious. Ask Roger. What's Roger doing, doing during all these headaches? Ah, interesting. <laughs> make me a perception check. All of you, make me a perception check. I'm in a trance, so I won't roll. <laughs> Teen. Seventeen. Four. So uh we know um uh Professor Jackson, you will be the ones telling testimonial of what you see Roger. Um Roger is always doing something. It's always hands-on on housekeeping or doing something for Garnon. But when Garnot goes into this sort of uh trance um roger is just sleeping which is very very strange it's just oh. being just quiet it's almost like if both of them i mean uh roger will only sleep when garner sleeps so it's also like probably he's also in trance but it's super quiet that is that is out of the yeah the usual i want to see if i jump to a stupid conclusion give me a moment 
I jumped to a stupid conclusion. Oh my god, Roger is leading us. It's Roger. No! He's being taken over! Is is Roger the big bad? <laughs> I mean, Roger has never done anything but, you know, a, a scholar and a gentleman. Well, that would be a, a strong assumption. Ratatouille. You ever seen him sleep while Garnot's been awake? No! Never! It's not happened! But now? Snoozing. Like a little baby rat. Is that not suspicious? Uh, okay, we know. Okay. Make me a persuasion check. Oh, okay. 22. Um, uh, testimonial and Professor Jackson is make me whether a inside check or a investigation check. Up to you. Can I just clarify? Did you say 22 or 32? Me too. Oh, okay, we said thirty-two. No, no. Rogue. No. God, I'm not that perceptive. <laughs> you know I'm what? Rather. Winnow, I think you might be onto something. <laughs> I make an investigation check at uh, twenty-six. Twenty-six. So, so I Roger. I rolled a four. So, Professor <laughs> Jackson, you have a hypothesis to test. Testimonial. You're trying to make. I mean, the, the, this idea is going to ruminate in mm -hmm. your brain until you make a um, evidence-based decision. So at this point, you don't have enough data points to um, to prove, but at least Professor Jackson is very open to this. He is like, what if? So I don't know if it's true, but if it's true, X, Y, Z. So <laughs> Professor Jackson says, I don't know, if, you don't sleep, which is good, so you can work at night, but yeah, that, uh, that is it. And we know you, I mean, if you talk to other people about this, you are very confident about like, what shall we Roger? Not in a bad way, but in like, let's keep an eye on our friend. Don't trust the little furry creatures ever. <laughs> true for squirrels, it's gotta be true for rats. Um, Garnot, you are not being aware of yourself but uh, you feel very comfortable. All these events that have happened to you in the last few weeks and have not like put you in a very stressful or distressful situation, but for now you feel like in your happy place. Like you even ignore all the noise. Well, they are not being really loud because they, they, they don't want to interrupt your uh, your trance. But this is just you on your own. And at some point, this you on your own, there is another garner next to you and another garner next to your lair. So you're just being accompanied by two different garners. And they say hi to you. Hi. Hi. Right. Do they look exactly like me, or do they look one looks slightly younger, one looks slightly older? Exactly like you. What's up? You're right. Um, we where, where are we going? I'm gonna I'm gonna I need differences. So the one on the left, the one on the right. <laughs> so uh, where are we going? Uh, this way. And where this way is going? Oh, I don't know. I'm just feeling something, you know, pulling or 
guiding me. I'm not 100% sure, to be fair. Uh, I just feel like it's this way. What are we going to do when we get there? I don't actually know. I think it's going to lead us to this tower thing, or maybe even to the Fae. I'm not sure. Uh, do you want to go there? Why are we? Why are we going there? Well, it's to help. It's to help my friends. You see, they're they're looking for a way to get out of the forest, and we seem to have uh, gotten a bit lost with the directions that we've uh, used previously. Um, and I think the map's a bit outdated. So, um, but we're we're testing the theory as I keep wandering off to see if uh, my wandering off is the way out. As you finish your sentence, one of them sort of turns back and starts walking forwards, so in the same direction. And the one on the right um, starts getting old and the other one starts like getting young. So it's like old version of you kind of thing, young version of you. And she's like, so let's say we arrive there and what if it's not what you're expecting? Well, if it's not what I'm expecting, then we we just leave, I, I, I suppose. I mean, I don't know what to expect. It's been a I, I don't I hardly remember my time in the Fey Wild. I was I was I was very small when I left, so I I, I don't know. I, I I just don't know really. And the small one, well, young one. Uh do you want to go to the Fey Wild? Do you think that is the way out? There's part of me that does want to go because you know it's like it's my it, it was my home once and i've got a family there i think so it would it and i'd like to know where this this power that i have comes from because it didn't come from the family that i have here it it came from it came from there so i mean i, I look down at the little me uh, i mean you've got all this to come little one but um yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's not it's not a great feeling when you don't know where where you come from. I mean, don't get me wrong, I had a fabulous upbringing and all of that sort of stuff. My family were lovely, but uh, there's always been that hole. Is you know, I, I don't quite know where I fit in in this place. So going back and trying to piece the the, the puzzle together, as it were. Um, oh, that went I went really deep with that. I've never been that deep with someone before. But then I suppose I am talking to myself. Um, so from the outside, for the three of you, it's just, he, nothing has changed for what Garnot was doing before, which is walking heretically for, through your eyes and hoping from time to time. Back inside Garnot's vision, uh, the young one turns back again, holds your hand like in a very take care of me, and the old, now very old one, also grabs you from the uh from the shoulder in a way to like now is your time to help me right so both of them are looking like for some sort of support from you and at the three at the same time the three of you you say like everything's gonna be fine it's in that moment when you come to this um beautiful clearing in the middle of the forest and um, professor jacks it's been a couple of meters uh behind where uh, your feet feel more familiar with nature. Now it feels like even savory, like, okay, now I 
I can feel what has happened here. I know that this place has some history. I know that this place has something to tell. What? Maybe terrible histories, but now this place is alive. We know you also feel this sort of slightly pulled to the face, like, oh, it smells familiar. Like, I don't know what it smells like. Cinnamon rolls, maybe? I, if I were in the Feywild, it will be like cinnamon smell all the time. Uh, testimonial, all of this is uh, new to you, but we will go back to your drawing. Well, to your notes. Okay. Garnot, you come back out of your trance and you see this clearing. And there is, it's not very big, but there is a small pond there few rocks and what looks like a spring. So it's like a couple of rocks and just a very, very small stream feeding the pond. And it's very uh, crystal clear. So you can see all the moss um, underneath of the, uh, at the bottom of the, of the pond and few animals around, not too many, maybe like a lizard and a uh, toe just taking the sun, a couple of butterflies on the on the on some flowers, a dragonfly coming to the surface, really close to the surface of the pond, living away. But there is something different. The sky is not blue. The sky has like a purplish tone of this. The, you are surrounded by trees, but the trees are not, the, the, the leaves are not green. They are like all the colors that you can imagine. Of course, there is some that are green, but you are clearly either in the Feywild or just in that part of where the veil is super thin. Uh, on a second look at these creatures, they look similar, but they might not be the ones that you are uh, used to. Maybe the, the butterflies have three or eight pair of wings and the lizard has two tails, five eyes, who knows, just all this weird variation that we are expected to find in the fake wild. And there you are. You feel like the pool has stopped and that you, that this place is familiar, not home, but you've, all of you feel at peace here. I'll turn to the others and I'll be like, right, either I'm really, really high or there's a lot of pollution in this area or we've just walked into the Feywild. It's one of, the, it's one of those three options. As far as I'm aware, I'm sure Winner will, will swiftly Correct me, but I feel like we may have stumbled across a fake crossing. A pathway. It's like between... cinnamon rolls. <laughs> yes. Wow. This is unlike anything I've ever seen. So. Well, I did wonder what that smell was. It does smell quite nice. And so, how do these uh, fake crossing things work? And what do we do then? Um, what would I remember about? Fake crossings or places. Uh, so the fake crossings work in different ways, each of them like differently. It could be that you have to jump. I mean, let's imagine that the lake would be the crossing. You will have to jump into the 
into the pond or maybe there is someone here that you have to talk with so the farewell the nature of the farewell is so um random that the nature of the crosses that the crossings are also random so you could spend an eternity here trying to touch every single part of the puzzle just to figure out where when probably all you have to do is like ask for it so unless you have been told how to open this one or not to open it how to use it um it could be really difficult to um to that to um to use it but something that is in the mind of all of you is that going through if you were go into the Feywild first time goes differently and second the dimensions are different so trying to get out from the forest through the Feywild could just take years right so yes you are in a very I would say powerful um, location but whether this is where you have to be in order to get out of the forest that might not be the same thing. Where's the tower relative to us? In the it has been direction? always in the south to you. So mm -hmm. you know that you're moving to the north. Okay. See, well, since Garnot started leading you. Start mm -hmm. leading. Yes. I have a quick clarification question. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get, so I think from the notes you sent, I'm trying to get to a location to recover some artifacts to then go back to Sarah. Uh, the, the opposite. Sarah is somewhere trying ah. to, and then you will meet. Yeah. And we're meeting in between. I don't suppose that means meeting in the Feywild. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think it's still like material plane. Well, Baldur, material plane, Baldur's Gate, material plane, uh, candlescape. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the Feywild, the Feywild was not in my plans. Um, a little concerned about the timeline here. No, no, I, I don't. I don't believe the time warp affects you in, in the crossings. It's only when you enter into it. Correct. The time warp does only. I hope. Yeah, yeah. Un unless you are unaware that you have crossed. Yes. But I can tell you that you have increased. So what you're saying is let's do the time walk again. <laughs> and we changed costumes to uh Rocky <laughs> Okay. Uh so it takes a while for you to to say like why why are we actually here, right? Uh but but, but for those that are clearly related to the Feywell, testimonial, you don't have per se a connection with the Feywell. So it's more like, okay, yeah, this is beautiful. I'm taking my notes, but oh, notes. And then you look to the notation that you've been doing or the sort of the traces mm -hmm. that you've been doing uh, based on the map or on the map, etc., for the way that Garnon has been living, you know. And when you look at it it's a very nice pattern very artistic you know like you as an artisan just like okay it's almost like if garnet is being like using the uh creative sense as a compass rather than mm -hmm. 
the actual logical part of, of uh, his brain. And then it clicks to you. You look at the map, you look at window, you look at the map, you look at window. And there is a part of the path that is exactly the same as window's tattoo. <laughs> and then another part is exactly as is the tattoo that uh, Ebony had. So you can sort of realize that, oh, we actually have been following the pattern of the tattoos. And you walk for a while. So this beautiful mega tattoo, because all of them are part of the same uh, sort of uh, uh, pattern, could allocate hundreds of tattoos. Maybe each portion of it has is out there in somebody's body, who knows? Um, so yeah, I'll give you that. I hold up the, the, the page sort of goes, look, <laughs> I said, there's a, there's a message here, or there's a, there's a method or a map here. We've seen these pictures, we've seen these images before, we just have to fill in the, do we have to fill in the gap? Do we have to look for more similar signs? I roll up my sleeve and I show my mark of scribing, which is, and see if it fits. And I go, Ali, I guess, to see if it fits, although mine comes from a it's totally dragon different. mark heritage. It's, it's totally, totally different. different. But you have seen it before. So you, yeah. you've you seen this uh, style of tattoos before. Okay. Uh, maybe you even know the artist. Uh, but it's not nothing that, that you will have on your body. Uh, it's very characteristic. You, you you immediately say like, oh yeah, this is this style of drawing. All done by I, the same. All done by the same hand. All rendered in the same ink. Well, that's not a good connection. Considering, you know, we were just about to be nearly killed or kidnapped or whatever from someone else with the tattoo and um, they seem to be connected. And this doesn't seem like such a good idea to just kind of walk in because I, I imagine death will be on the other side. I think it's killed and kidnapped. We were being killed and you were being kidnapped. The worst possible scenario. Yeah. But uh, being entering this realm under 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 duress, under kidnapping, is an entirely different thing than going in knowing that we have that you're safe, that we have control, that we know more than we did when they woke us up so rudely this morning. Uh, this yes, is uh, walking into a bear trap consciously, knowing your leg's going to be trapped and mauled <laughs> by a trap, is very different from walking into it by surprise. But the exact <laughs> same result. It, the, the, the empty stage terrifies us all. <laughs> the blank page terrifies us terrifies us all. We just take a step until we see if we're going to be pelted with tomatoes or acid splash bells. I don't know. There could be applause on the other side. There could be an answer. There could be, could be a bear trap. Could be a bear trap. <laughs> a bear trap. I mean, if you think about it, you know, the tabaxi was was obviously sent to, to get you. We you know if 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 we you know if we don't go and see what's on the other side of of this hopefully find a way through the through this forest and possibly deal with 
what's ever coming after you they might just keep coming after you you know next time it might be when you're when when you're on your own when when we we might not be around you the next time preferable because then no one would end up as collateral but i had a dream before we were all awakened um and gorgonor am i saying that right Cool. I, I keep I keep second guessing myself. Gorgonor seems to want to use me in some kind of creepy way, and I'm not particularly keen on walking into that arrangement. Hmm. I mean, this 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 Gorgorog sounds uh, sounds a bit sounds a bit rough, doesn't he? Um... I said that right, didn't I? Gorgoroff? Ragoroff? Gorgoroo? Gorgonor? Gorgonor. 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 I'm just going to call him Grag. I don't know, let's call him Grag. <laughs> I'm going to join yeah. you in that, Grag. And, and you're saying this, this Gorgon, Gorgonor is waiting for you on the other side? I mean, I think so. I thought he'd already enacted revenge but apparently there's a phase two to this thing I don't know maybe I just need to go and that you guys can be on your merry way I mean that doesn't sound like a terrible idea but I feel like the, the guild might tell me that's a that was a terrible idea <laughs> also I, you know whenever you know me to walk away from a fight you know I definitely ain't definitely ain't gonna let you go in there on your own and deal with it well, if I had my way, I wouldn't be dealing with it at all. I'd be avoiding the situation. This is true. My then. priority is to keep you guys alive and to get back to Sarah. Many hands light work. We multiply your chances of, 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 of getting back to Sarah and ending this, whatever this is. So, so, so let's take a step back and look at the informa information we've got. So we have a, a map that seems to be leading us into this this hole. Um, we have a never-ending forest that we're in currently that we can't get out of, and one pathway out. If we were to hypothetically say, let us not follow the path given to us, which the you know the path that was given to us was given by um this rather unsavory um deity like thing what would be a different plan what would be a different pathway as i i do believe we would be fine the the feywild isn't inherently an evil place and it isn't inherently a good place it's well to be perfectly honest it's chaotic and neutral but it is not necessarily out to get us, but also is out to get us. So I don't think we'd have any trouble actually passing through, but your points on how long that time may be or how little the time be, you know, it very rarely happens, but we might even gain time. Actually, come to think of it, there's a slight discrepancy here because being lured into the Feywild by a Fey being, logical, normal, <laughs> I was under the impression that Gorgonor was an aberration 
eldritch being of some sort. Uh, last time you were talking to them, so uh, we actually never, I think, in my mind was like an old, um, the, an old one patron, but he was taking sides on the aberrations that were coming. So, yeah. Um, uh. You've seen that how these tattoos now have turned the owners, so the, the, the words, uh, into some sort of tentacly kind of thing. So if there is any um, influence from those um, otherworldly creatures from the uh, far realm into this old one, and then from the old one to the ones that own statues, that will make the connections between uh, aberrations, Feywild, tattoos. Tentacles in a lot of pies. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Okay. So, um, I feel like there is a lot of unravel here. I feel like the party will take like a short rest just to say, mm -hmm. okay, let's sit down. And, fine. You know, like, um, the time here is the same as always. You've been walking a lot. But not enough to get them like more like exhausted or anything. So just mechanically we are just fine. But at the end of your long rest, sorry, at the end of your rest, short rest. Um Garnet stills sorry starts behaving weird again. Do you remember that time we know with the weird noises with Sarah and Garnet? Something similar happens back here. Just uh, for a second, Garnet snaps and makes this weird noise that is unhearable unless you speak a little bit. Does anybody speak uh, deep speech or? Uh... Oh, Claire. So <laughs> you identify that there is like a an order and says uh swim. That's swim. all the garnets. Garnet doesn't is not conscious about that. Swim. Just, I just imagine deep speech just sounds like like when Gollum goes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you, uh, but high pitch. A high. Ooh, I definitely can't wait. do that. <laughs> it's going to go the opposite of a, of the helium gas effect. No, not even going to try it. <laughs> um. Hmm. Why are, not, are you okay? Huh? Why do you want to swim? Who's swimming? And what? for testimonial, this is the first time you've seen this. Yeah. Whoa, what was I doing when I... Did the noise again. What What? what noise? Like the cool. What Sarah was doing. Yeah, it's... like, and you did it. Did I? Yeah. It's not a noise. It's It's a word. It's It's deep speech. It's the the, the language of the language of the under of, of my, the way people speak. It, you're saying swim. Oh, I didn't know I could Talk deep speech. Huh. Well, you Accent know, was impeccable. 
Thanks. I had no idea what I said. Do you think it was an order? Like, something swimming towards us? At your call? Are we supposed to swim? They're... I mean, if I'm, I mean, if I'm telling us to do it and I dive in the water. <laughs> oh, no. Like a dolphin. Jump. Uh, so the pond is not really big. That is just like, so you would say, yeah, I can stand upon it and the water would have reached probably half of your tides. Then that with that confidence of stepping you just keep going whoop, and Garner disappears into the into the water oh no uh. you assume Garnot can swim have has anyone asked if Garnot can swim <laughs> oh bloody hell I don't want to do this I'll, I'll, I'll go see if he's okay um and I will run and jump, and you see um, Jax's body sort of spin in like ridiculously quick circles and get smaller and smaller and smaller as he um, turns into an octopus and splooshes <laughs> into the water. <laughs> so you jump into there, and it's a giant octopus, right? Or smaller? So I think uh, I'm going small. Small. So, so they, I quickly they, count the legs and the eyes because then too many eyes. For- <laughs> <laughs> they make it out. And you splash the water, and as well, it disappears into this small pond. Um, I would like to be stealthy as I go through and follow Garnet, though, if that's okay. Good. So we have two different scenes here. On the other side, we have Garnet. I guess you know how to swim, but given that uh, you are wearing a lot of stuff and lots of things in your back of folding or your uh, your armor of folding, uh, it's a little bit difficult, but then you feel the aid of this tentacle coming to you. And it doesn't, so from this position, you can see the bottom of this body of water. And it does, it's, it's not that they probably, uh, um, 10 feet, less than 10 feet so if you would be standing you can just jump and your your uh, head would be out um, and you both make it to the shore of, of this even bigger lake and you when you uh, take the water from your eyes you come to this place that is really dark and loomy it's fully lighted with uh bioluminescent uh, fungi all over so huge trees that reach the sky and beautiful cluster of this fungi on on the on the trunks just illuminating all of the new scene where you are it takes a couple of minutes for the people that is outside it's just like mm, this pond is it's mm. Fun. No. Oh no, we're gonna need to go in. We're gonna need to go in. <laughs> we're gonna need to go in. I can't let them drown. One of them's an octopus, but they're not coming back. 
this is the most I've seen the professor. Actually, the prof I've seen the professor too. Let's. Let I have. I. Let's go. <laughs> I'll just pack everything up. I roll up my. I roll up my quills in my book. I've got my necklace of adaptation that I hope will do something. It doesn't. <laughs> and. Uh, but I will just. As you athletically, so Wino, I know that you're very athletic. Testimonial, how athletic are you? I how athletic am... do you feel? Which is how it's... <laughs> I am. Uh, I I'm just excited. I'm flush with adrenaline, so I feel very athletic. I feel oh, like no. I, have... <laughs> I keep a weather eye on you in case you need to be towed along. <laughs> totally fair. So Wino is a uh, very clean dive fan, not much of a splash of like mm -hmm. gold medalist um, diver. Um, so with that inertia, it's just like a weird moment of gravity where you jump down, but then you end up jumping out of the lake. Uh, on the, on the, in the case of testimonial, it's more like a, yeah, fuck it. And then you bump inside. And the same, so you jump down, but that energy sort of takes you, but not enough energy to take you to the shore. Oh no. You're like, oh, help. And I guess either uh, one of the other three just give you a hand and pull you out of the, out of this uh, body of water. And you for now have are in front of this scene. Uh, it seems like you are in a cave, but at the same time, a forest. So it doesn't make sense that you cannot see the sky, but you know that trees usually don't grow underground. So it's very weird. And there is a clear path of um, giant roots leading forward to you. And all of this, it looks almost like hand, not hand, uh, man-made because it looks like the, the roots are also forming a sort of handrail. And all of this is just very uh, well illuminated by the uh, fungi. And Professor Jaxis, it does not make sense what you are looking at. Could you please make me a check? Whatever check you want to do. Just tell me which check. And... <laughs> um, uh... I guess I'll just go with old reliable perception check. I think that's... Uh, for a 23. As all of this is so overwhelming for your senses, not that it's a lot, it, not that there is a lot of uh, smells and a lot of elements, but it's just like, this is the shit, and I have never seen something different to it. By the way, I've seen a diagram of that specific flower. That flower only grows in the fade dark. And there is where we're going to end up tonight's session. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>